got a problem and I don't know where to turn. I need some sound advice, someone to help me learn. I turn to Dan, though he mostly talks pure shine. He gives the best advice, though he's unqualified. He's always unpredictable, but in the end he's wise. I always use Dan's life coach advice. Good evening, and welcome to the Dan Life Coach Surgery. Different times of the year can instill into people very different outlooks on life. Many in northern Scandinavia suffer from seasonal affective disorder, a depression brought about by the long nights, short days, and lack of sunlight. I mean, they could just move house. They don't have to be there. Just move somewhere else. Saint-Tropez, Monaco, Middlesbrough, perhaps. Serves them right, really. Well, here in the UK, our summertime has begun. While this should lift the spirits of the public at large, here at the Dan Life Coach Surgery, we are still seeing a healthy contingent of miserable bastards and whingers coming through our doors. And they are most welcome. The Life Coach is in. With me in the surgery this evening, I'm delighted to welcome a new expert. We have Emma. Hello, Emma. Hello, Dan. And what is it that you do, Emma? I'm a writer of sorts. What do you mean, of sorts? <laughs> of everything, really. Uh -huh. So I can solve any problem. Exactly. Guaranteed. You can get inside people's minds. Yes, lots and lots of experience. If somebody wanted to have a look at the stuff that you've written, where would they go? Um, possibly the best place would be pullbag.com, which is my publisher. Um, I've had six novels published to date and another one out in July. So if you like rom-com, go there. If you don't, don't. Isn't rom-com just basically porn? Well, mind how... Mind porn. <laughs> um, no, I, I tend to think it's a, it's a little bit more like soft porn. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> we, we can handle that. I take it that's on your author bio on the on the, on the pullbag site. Yeah, there's uh, it's pullbag.com is where you go for my books and or Amazon, of course, so you can get them there. Okay, and you've got a website as well. EmmaHetherington.com. EmmaHetherington.com. Now, uh, of course, it wouldn't be uh, the Dan Lifeco surgery if we didn't have our sexy scientists. Hello, Jess. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Of How course, we, we must mention also that Dr. Loki is uh, currently laid on you at the moment. Which yes. Is always, it's always nice. As always. Uh, so you've been all right, have you? Yeah, I've been good. What do you think about the new arrangement we've got set up here? Because obviously Bradley's not here. He's in rehab uh, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a shame about that, yeah. really, isn't it? Well, you'd, yeah. you'd think he'd learn to wash his hands afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but he's in rehab, so uh, we've got uh, a new contributor, Emma. Well, and another girl in the studio is always welcome. Yeah, you say that through gritted teeth. <laughs> Not even remotely jealous? No. What would I be jealous about? Well, you know, normally you've got my full attention. Yeah. Well, now we've got another lady in here. Oh, uh, do I have to share you? Well, <laughs> I don't like to say. I'm more but... interested in Loki. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Oh, really? Now there's a problem and a half. Uh, so, uh, yes, there are our resident experts for the night. Uh, we're going to call you Dr. Emma, Dr. Jess, and also me. Shall we uh, crack on? Yeah. Right, let's get started then. I'll take the first problem this evening. This has been uh, addressed to Danny Boy and Co. I'm really not happy about that. I've spent years and years not getting qualified for this job. Uh, to now have my titles removed and a, a kind of friendly salutation really does quite annoy me. Uh, but Danny Boy and Co. Let's uh, move on. I have an issue and I would like you to resolve it. It's all about people who push bikes. I don't know what it means by push bikes. Just rows of bikes just wanders up and kicks them all over and something like that. And he says, my problem is not with them in general, but more so with those who would like to take up an entire lane in the city's traffic, namely Belfast. They do not have to do a test. Road or bike used to be there. They're not insured. And most of all, they do not pay road tax. Yet they feel the need and the right to cycle in the middle of uh, road lanes or perhaps close to the curb, but not close enough. 
so that you can actually get past. This boils my wee, he says, interesting phrase. This boils my wee, and I feel is an unfair middle finger to those of us who have had to pay various charges, etc., to be there. Then invites us to discuss it, all his love uh, and out-of-date chocolate biscuits from Vinny. He then goes on, this is my favourite bit, I'm, I'm aware this may be slightly away from what you guys normally do, but hey-ho. It's not away from it, because we don't have a normal thing, do we, Jess? No, nothing is normal. We like to get problems of every single description, which uh, we may well come on to later on. We have a very, very interesting uh, problem, mm. which we might come to later on if we've got time. Uh, so, what do we normally do, Jess? Because obviously Emma's quite new. Uh, well, she's very new. She's brand spanking and shiny new in this here tonight. Is, this is true. So uh, what do we do if uh, if Vinny seems to think that we're going to mess about with his, uh, his bike rage? Well, that's what we do. We mess about with the bike rage. What else would we do? I think that's fair enough. There's no hard and fast rules. No, exactly. So if you have a problem, you can send them, of course, to uh, danlifecoach at gmail.com. Let's crack on with Vinny then. Uh, they say he's got lots of issues. Um, not addressing people properly would be my very first one. Yeah. Danny Boy and Co. That's... First of all, nobody calls me Danny. I'm 37 years old. I'm six foot five. Not that many people call me boy. So I don't know what his game is here. I think Danny Boy is quite a term of endearment, though. It's, it comes from the song. You must like you must get that a lot. Kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. Thank you for that. You're not Irish either of you. That's why you say that. I am Irish. No, you're not. I you, am. You don't sound Irish. I might not sound it. <laughs> I might not sound Irish. An Alsatian doesn't. Where's Alsatian? Is there a place called Alsatian? Let me go for a different one. A Dalmatian doesn't have a Dalmatian. Forget it. Never. Move on. Move on. <laughs> work. Uh, so yes, I am actually Irish. My my mum's from Kilkenny. Well then, you should. Be... So in your face, come here with your smart ass comments on the first night. Where's Bradley back? Oh, I don't know. How fast it should be is quite privileged to be called Danny Boy. I think. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm. Uh, move on from that one then. Push bikes. What's the general thought and feeling on push bikes? Are we fans of push bikes? Well, I think we should talk about people who use push bikes first because. Mm -hmm. Who are they? They're either young kids or old people. Stabilizers. Yeah, yeah. Push bikes, as opposed to motorbikes, are only used by either very old people or very young people. Really? Well, no. Oh, unless you're talking about cyclists, which I think are a different category altogether. Push bikes are your, you know, See, I think BMXs. You, BMXs, yeah, yeah rally. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many kids on push bikes are like in the city centre though like driving in traffic well they've got to get the benefits and somehow riding in traffic got to go pick up the dolls somehow so we're talking about yeah. old so people possibly maybe old people yeah I you think know. they're a bit like Sunday drivers just they're just annoying in general they're slow they are slow yeah and there's a bunch near me because when, when I go to work I have to go down some country lanes and uh, bang on the same time every day there's four of them right and they've all got beards which annoys me immensely because I think if you're going to be a cyclist and you're going to do some proper uh, they've got all the kit they've got the, the lycra on their horrible like wizened old bodies and they're cycling around with the glasses on and everything like that. They're looking quite the business, all tight and lycra door. But they've got beards. Now that's going to slow you down. Surely if you go into the time to shave your legs, because they haven't got hair on the leg. I've been past them. I don't know why I've looked so closely. <laughs> but they hard. haven't got hair on their legs. Maybe, yeah, maybe... It might be an old people thing. If you get bald I... in, in older age, does the hair on your legs fall out? It can. How do you know this? It probably goes grey. I just don't think it falls yeah, out. I, I don't know. I suppose there's the same mechanism that makes your hair fall out in your head would work anywhere else. What, wives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stress. Uh, yeah. So no, these, these four dudes, they, they mooch you about the countryside and every time I see them, they cycle, but they cycle at least two abreast, sometimes three, sometimes they go four, and they take up as much space on these country roads as a car would in width. So you cannot, you're right, you cannot get past them. You can tell what's going on in their heads. Then instead of going in single file, yeah, so it's easy to get past. They're cycling uh, next to each other because they can. Yeah, I think they deliberately go slower yeah. when they see a car. It's a yeah. feeling of entitlement. Yeah. We, we're allowed to be on the roads, That's, even yeah, though we don't pay nothing. That's not right, yeah. No, they I, do that, I don't, so they don't I don't mean. like the, the four abreast, even two abreast. The cars I, come and move over, single file. 
let the cars get around you and get on with it. But the, the taking up an entire lane of traffic, especially if it's just two people on push bikes. Yeah, I had an ex-boyfriend who had a push bike. Um, he was dumped. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Is that was the it story? A, was, was it a BMX bike? You might have to give us a bit more information than just add a boyfriend. Seat and well, he, he sent me a photograph of him on his push bike and that was enough. <laughs> no, no. Hang on a minute. It's, Hang on a minute. It's not attractive. You, hadn't you seen well. him before this? Oh, you've been out with him. Hey, you spent some time together. You're going to to care for him and everything like that. And then he then he sent you a picture of himself on a bike, and you went, "Do you know what? Forget it, mate." Yeah, and worse <laughs> again, he was wearing a kilt when he was riding it. What? Oh, yeah. Well, that come. Ah, that, that, that's got to be uncomfortable. Mm. Well, not comfortable, cold. And, and very, very, very unattractive. It mm. wasn't nice. Mm. But with a kilt on, I'm presuming he went oh natural. Wouldn't it be sort of sl- sloshing from side to side over uh, the edge of the saddle, just a just a bit of penis end, a bit of glands just flopping from one side of the saddle you to don't the have other? Those nice cycle shorts to keep everything tucked in and out of the way. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you were particularly well endowed, it might get caught in the chain. Well, I can't say if he was or wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much of a boyfriend then. <laughs> no, he got dumped. He didn't last that long. The push bike was enough. Adios. But what was it about the push bike? I mean, you, I understand why it might annoy you. It might freak you out a little bit. But to dump him because of his hobby... Because it reminds me of children or old men. It just didn't really look like a boyfriend. Did he have uh, elbow pads on? And uh, Was it a BMX that he was trying to do ollies and things like that? It was a bit like a BMX, yeah. It just looked out of date and out of his age range. It made it look like a bit of a child. Don't do so that. The, the trick pegs on it on the front. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Could stand on. Look at you with the terminology. <laughs> <laughs> Closet bike rider. <laughs> I bet there's a bike in here somewhere. <laughs> there is, isn't there? <laughs> well, I don't know if you've seen these. I've seen them around a few places. They tend to find them more in cities. It's the uh, the absolute clowns. Instead of riding a, a racing bike, a mountain bike, or even a BMX, which uh, we've got varying levels of acceptance on, it's the ones that have the real weird bikes that have obviously spent a long time designing them, where you actually lean backwards and the, the pedals the, the pedals are actually out by the front wheel in front of you. The choppers. No, 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 no. Not like a chopper with the big handlebars. I mean, the ones... It's hard to, I think you steer them by having your hands, a bit like a Sinclair C5. Oh, and the handlebars yeah. are actually underneath you. The, and you, the and recumbents. You, yeah, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Recumbents. Yeah. They There's are, a guy local who... Uh... Who has one of those? And you can't find any stones quick enough to throw at him? I just wonder how he's not terrified in traffic. Or terrified someone's going to get annoyed and just smash him to pieces. Well, or just not see him. But what's the point? I'm guessing there must be a scientific, physical reason for using a bike like that. It changes the angle that your legs work, but other than that... But your arse is close to the ground as well, which is never a pleasant prospect. You're about four inches from the ground. and I guess if you fall off it, it doesn't hurt so much. But how are you going to steer one of those? Carefully. Well, I do, and if you if if the bike's gonna tumble over on a normal bike, your legs are pointing down. I don't get the uh, uh, the pedal grips. You know when you snap your pedals into your feet into the pedals and you and they're stuck there. Then yeah, I know. That, that is terrifying as far as I'm concerned. Uh, if a Jack Russell runs out, you've had it basically. You're yeah. not gonna be able to get your foot off in time, but your legs are in the right place to catch it, and I do like that. Not get. Your foot off in time to kick the dog. <laughs> like like Polo, as you go past to see a Jack Russell's head and just give it a whack. <laughs> uh, so the recumbent ones, they're the ones that annoy me because they're purely there to show somebody just how weird you are. And by definition, you're therefore, you're not unusual, you are just weird. Just plain, plain weird. Now the ones yeah. that freak me out more are the ones you have to lean forward, like the racer bikes, like the proper cyclist bikes, and you're leaning forward and the skinny saddle and like... I've just had memories of slipping off those as a child and Ooh. I wouldn't sat down on a bike without a saddle. Oh yeah. uh, it, it was it was just a pipe. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> it, it was just a pipe that basically inserted itself into my pipe. It was I, I, I was playing tennis. I was playing tennis and uh, uh, on a bicycle no 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 no. I'm not that skilled believe it or not I'm not good at everything I, I had to actually get off and concentrate on one thing so I was playing tennis and I went home to get some orange juice 
Yeah, I'm waving my arm around here. That's tennis. <laughs> That's the international sign for tennis. Uh, and then uh, I decided I was going to go home and get a big bottle of orange juice. And as I was going home, one of my mates said, just take my bike, it'll be quicker. So I did. And I jumped on his bike, thought, there's no saddle there, watch for that. So I did, you know, the old shaky side to side number to get some speed up on a BMX. Yes. I was whizzing down uh, all ET like. And I got near to my house and I got a bit lazy as I got back there and a bit complacent and sat down at full pace. Full pace, oh, going over wow. a bump as well. And uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, that would just be That's terrifying. what happened to then. What do you mean? I was wondering. <laughs> well, it explains some of it, but yeah. not, not necessarily all of it. I don't know. I mean, if we, if we think about cyclists on the road, I, I don't mind that they're there. Do you mind that they're not paying to be there like everybody else? How do we know them? Because there's no... How room. do we know they don't have a car and well, pay they, their they road tax? They might do, but they, they haven't got... They don't have to pay to have the bike on the road. No, true, but... But I've got the same problem with car. horses. Do you, do you, do you have to have a See, horse Horses where are you going to put the tax disc on a horse? I have more problems with horses on the major roads because you have to be so incredibly careful around them and they take up more space individually and you don't want to spook them. Cyclists, eh, you know, if they're not paying attention, that's their own fault. And generally the, the horse does not choose to be on that road. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, somebody's taken a horse on the motorway or, you know, the fast 60 The motorway? What kind of horses are you, are you following here? <laughs> Not, the <laughs> not 60 mile an hour horses. No, but the, you can have the horse on the 60 mile an hour back country roads taking up space. Not at 60 miles an hour, though. No, I would hope the horse isn't going 60, but the cars are. In a cannon, it might go at 60. <laughs> so was the thought. But in defence of bikes, in defence of bikes on the roads versus horses, however we got here, I'm not really sure. Uh, but I would say that the bikes have more rights to be on there because in a, in a car, if you were to hit somebody on a bike, the bike pretty much, and the bones as well, are pretty much crumbleable. They're crumble a bubble. Yeah. Whereas a horse, there's no getting away from that. You've wrecked your car. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's that. As long as it's not a moose. Oh. They are big beasts. Yeah, if you hit a moose, you're dead. Or if you're not dead, your car is definitely dead. Cows are dangerous too. Yeah, tractors aren't, aren't, aren't pretty. No. Oh, the tractors on the back roads. They're slow. Oh, you're stuck doing 20 the entire way because you can't get around them. So what really pisses me off about tractors is when they come out of the field and spread the mud everywhere, they never go back and clean it up. And I've got to wash my car because of them bastards. No, the, all the filth and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I have to wash disgusting. myself because I stand outside and they go past my house, so you'd be a bit smelly after that. Could, uh, you live in a flat, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just see them coming and go inside. Depends what you're outside for, though. She's very short. She's probably behind <laughs> a wall. <laughs> But well, then the wall would get all the filth and all the, you know. But it depends really what the bikes are on the road for. Are, are they actually using those bikes to go from A to B or are they just out for exercise? Because if they're out for exercise, then they should just possibly go to a park or a gym or stay off the road. That's a good That's a good piece of advice from uh, life coaches. Do your exercise indoors, away from the fresh air. Well done. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Told you everything. I'm, I'm actually happier with the pack of about 20 bikes doing a race. Well, at least you know they're there for a reason. Yeah, so you got the big pack, you're like, right, okay, I can see them. They tend to have a little bit of respect mm-hmm. and, you know, you have have some time to go around it's the three people out for a ride riding abreast riding abreast not literally riding abreast that would be weird <laughs> that would be awkward <laughs> well, I don't know where you would put your, your satchel no and then they know the car is coming up behind them and they refuse to get back into single file well, it's, it's the entire thing see that's they, yeah. they, they feel like they're entitled and almost obliged to stay in the middle of the road because they are a piece of traffic 
Yeah. That's their thought. That's their thought process. And it applies to them in that way. But then they, when it suits them, they go the other way. If you think of bikes at traffic lights and junctions, how many times are you sat at a junction in your lovely shiny car that you've paid £15,000 for and they go screaming through there in red? They don't care. They don't stop at junctions. They don't stop at red traffic lights. That's wrong. Yeah, but they don't, they don't do it. It's illegal. I know it's illegal, but nobody does anything about they it. And this is what Vinny's saying. This is what annoys Vinny. I don't think Vinny's technically annoyed by everything that happens. The fact that they're there, he might be slightly irritated. It's a fact they're not paying to be there. The cyclists get away with everything. If you hit, if you go through a, a, a traffic light and it's on green and some knobhead on a bike goes whizzing past in the opposite direction and you you smash him, you T-bone him from the side, everyone goes, oh, you knocked off your bike, that's terrible. Never mind that somebody dented my car. Get your face out of my car. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. That's, yeah, no. I have to Bad. agree with Vinny. I have a bit of a bias against them as well. They do irritate me. Is this another boyfriend story? I haven't had that many boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Same boyfriend then. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, that he should return the middle finger in kind to the cyclists out there who are being rude, taking up all the space, not getting over on the narrow country roads where they know damn well there's nowhere to pass. And it's in the cities that annoys him the most. And you I, know, I can really the ones that are that. coming up and, and running the red lights and all of that, yeah. Yeah, those, I think in the city That's it's different just... though than in the country. Cause in the city they are possibly going somewhere. They're probably going to work and they think of the whole environmental issue. They're saving the I'm environment. I'm happy for them and... to be there as long as they follow the rules. It's like bike couriers as well. They always look really cool. They're scary. Yeah, but they are the terrifying to actually watch in action, whizzing in and out of the traffic like that. Yeah. So let's assume that um, we're, I think we're all in relative agreement that bikes are basically a pain in the arse on the roads, uh, in the country, in the city, wherever. They don't have the bikes themselves. Idiots on them. Very fair. We, point we love BMXs to look at. Just don't take <laughs> the them out the road. And don't wear a kilt with your penis slop. It's sloshing from one side to the other of the side. No, no, definitely not. You, you will get dumped. <laughs> Uh, right, so we can assume that the, we don't like the bikes. Now, what can we do about it? What can Vinny do to solve his problem? To identify the actual problem here, I think it's fair to say it's Vinny's problem because he's quite angry about this. And a lot of yeah. people go through that their lives, they don't get angry at the, at the cyclists. I do. Vinny Scream does. at them. But <laughs> you know, vent. They'll probably they be can't gone, hear. though. They'll probably be gone. So what? They can't hear. It's summer now, though. They've got the windows open. They, they can hear. Maybe he should listen to some really heavy rock music and sing along and just pretend they're not there. Venting the aggression in the short term is probably a good idea. That's a good way of doing it, though. Yeah. Because they're not going to hear him anyway. You you can't actually recommend that he hits them or something stupid like that. Not hit them, no, but what about freaking them out of it? What about winding the window down and giving them a little bit of a squeeze on the bum? That'll make them go. That might make them come back. It might do. It's true. It might do, especially if they're wearing a kilt. That might make them hold on to the car. Uh, yeah. That may make them follow you. Yeah. That's a whole different subject. Yeah, we don't want that. So what can we do? What what are your solutions as to what Vinny can do? So basically, he's annoyed by people, particularly in cities, on bikes, whizzing out of the traffic, uh, and not paying for their road tax and that sort of thing. We can't make we can't make a statute that suddenly uh, compels these people to pay road tax. Yeah, I mean, you could like try. To. Or you could knock them down. Yeah, but you don't want to knock them down. I, I like the... It'll uh, the, solve a problem. The, the, the give them the finger and listen to heavy metal. Yeah, just ignore them, give basically. Them the, give them the finger, listen to heavy metal. But why would yeah. that, make, why would that make them any different to any other driver? Because they all deserve the middle finger at some point. There's well, barely a day that goes by when I go to go to work without calling somebody an effing moron. So treat them like the other drivers. I think the main problem is he's going to slow Vinny down, and that's what's irritating him. So maybe he should chill, chill out a bit. Maybe he's got other issues. But it should send into Dan. Maybe the common, maybe we need the calming music and not the angry music. A nice piece of Chopin. Yeah. I personally think he should turn to violence. Yeah. And put a stick through the spokes. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that. That would be brilliant. It's it's not pretty. (laughs) Have you you seen it done? 
It's it's either the stick breaks and it's boring, or the stick doesn't break. If you get in the front wheels, the back wheel goes over the top and you do kind of the somersaulty. It's not a pretty conclusion. Very nice. I'm not sure playing heavy metal music solves it, because that's yeah. just, they're still going to be there. And I know from experience um, from driving, if I have heavy metal on, which I am inclined to do, um, it just makes me more and more angry. I actually used to have a tape in my car that was the calm tape. <laughs> and it was lovely calm soft music. And it, started, yeah. it did generally work to stop me getting aggressive as I was driving because I was getting to a point where the amount of dicks on the road would just annoy me so much. I'd be driving to work and just swearing all the way there. It's just one big line of blue all the way to work. So I had to have my calm tape in there as well. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely the, the need for just the venting the anger somewhere yes. else, not on the road. I, I do actually have a suggestion, and, and this comes from Mark, uh, our very first expert. When we were driving down here, actually. Is he, is he out of prison yet? No, no, he's still in prison. <laughs> when we were driving down here one night, there was a, mor a moron on the road, and it's the ones that leave the lights on right until it burns your retina before they decide to drop it down to normal. Ah, right, off, yeah. Off then. the full beam. And I was going... For fuck's sake! And giving a full on screaming effect at him and shit. And he said, I used to do that. I used to do that. Do you know what I do now? I whisper to them. I was like, You what? He said, They can't hear you if you shout and scream at them. So if you whisper, it makes it more funny. So as they're driving towards you, you just say, You've, you've got your lights on. And they, they clearly can't hear it and it makes me laugh. And that's what I do now. And so thank you very much to Mark for that. As I'm driving around and uh, the idiots have got the lights on or if they're overtaking mentally or they're going too fast or they pull out on me, I just generally whisper to them, You, you pulled out with there, mate. You didn't want to do that. That's a really good piece of driving, mate. And it, it, it diffuses everything. Wow. So, Vinny, when you're in towns and when you're in cities and the cyclists pull out, just say, um, You're a moron. You're a moron and everyone can see your packet. It's not a good look. And that'll do you. Just whisper something like that to them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's problem solved. Problem solved. We'll be doing. <laughs> no, you start. <laughs> You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? No, I'm just quick. <laughs> problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> well, I think that was a veritable success. We, uh, we've solved Vinny's problem, I think you'll agree. Uh, over to Jess for problem number two. Oh, sorry, did you want to be Did you want to go next? I thought we were doing... Okay, no, fair enough. Hand it over. Emma, she's jumping right into the fray with problem number two. Okay, dear Dano. Are you okay with Dano? Is it as bad as Danny Boy or...? Um, oh, I never even noticed that. Yeah, you're right. It does say Dano. I'm not, well, I'm not sure I, I like this in, uh, this, well, um, this familiarity. Mm, true. It shows they trust you. Okay, carry on. Okay, dear Dano, I have a terrible problem with negative people. You know, not the ones who have real problems to contend with, but those who just whine habitually and see bad or negativity in most people or situations. I don't know if it's just me, but I get an overwhelming desire to put my hand down your throat and pull them inside out. Is this normal? P.S. I'm not moaning. That's from Molly. Okay, Molly. I think you probably are moaning. Wow. Yeah, it, it starts off, it's, what, it's, a, it's a slow burner, that one, I think. Uh, she's got a problem with negative people, and she gets to a point um, where she's not just picking on those that have actual problems to complain about, which is understandable. She's actually having a go at those that just win for, for the sake of it. But then she goes into uh, some sort of psychotic mode, where she decides she wants to rip their throats out, which I think is lovely. That's Very nice indeed. suggestive of slightly deeper issues than just... Um... <laughs> There's a surprise. You always manage to find a deeper issue that usually uh, uses uh, violence to solve it. Well, you know, take one to no one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, the problem here is negative people. Do you know any negative people, Emma? I think everyone does, and I think it's one of those things where you'd like to say happy medium. I have the same problem with people who are happy all the time. Just say happy medium again for me. Happy medium. There's a joke behind that one. Is there? Yeah. There is. I was going to interrupt it. Now, just to tell you my little joke. Uh, I went to a clairvoyant on the uh, seafront just the other week, 
and uh, sat, sat down in the chair. She looked at me and she, she read my palm and looked at the crystal ball and everything. And she said, you're never going to be, you're never going to be happy. You're never going to find true love and you can't have any children. So I punched her in the face. I always like to strike a happy medium. <laughs> oh, boom. Let's move on. Yeah, quickly. It's a say, you know, people who are either, who are always whingy or people who are always happy, I don't trust either of those. They're about the same. Yeah, it's not I mean, normal though. It's not normal to be, I think you're born that way. You know people who come across with all this permanent grin on their face and, you know, if you told them the word was ending, that's okay. That's I think, okay. I think they're lying. That's not okay. You've got to be careful here because the kind of person describing there is your archetypal American. No. It is, it is. You think, I'm not suggesting no. it's real. I'm not suggesting it's real. What I'm saying is the stereotype over here is everything's have a nice day. Like from Ned Flanders. Basically, Americans are Ned yeah, Flanders. Yeah, but he's scary. He might be, but that's how, we, that's, how, that's how people in England would see them. Not in England. No, but I am. That's how I'm using my point of I reference. I thought you were Irish. So did I. I'm Irish, English, whatever suits at the time. I'm a mongrel. You said that's what we were like here. <laughs> Look at my surname. No one, even, even my family don't know where that's from. Right, and my surname isn't Life Coach. <laughs> be a great surname though. You could change it. I could change it if I was. We've already dis- we've already discussed this. I would be oh, Simon Kavanagh. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's so, true. but yeah, American people in the mind's eye, the stereotype is Ned Flanders to me, and that's basically the whole. So of not not some grouchy guy from Brooklyn. It's either somebody um, somebody on on an Oprah Winfrey show or it's Ned Flanders. So where is stereotypically negative then? Birmingham. Birmingham, the, the, even the accent just yeah, Birmingham just, just drains you. Yeah, it spells rain, really. You think of dark and doom and gloom. But, but Manchester itself, that's the, the rain, would it consider to be the rainiest place in the, in the UK. But, well, maybe, but it's always raining in Manchester, but the Birmingham accent just tops it off. Do you know the Birmingham accent? Even Kat Daly? No. I don't like her. Really? What's the Birmingham accent? Oh, dear. Um, all right, there you are. What are you doing, like? What are you doing? Oh, bloody hell, my bike's been nicked. And it's basically like that all the time. Everything's down in the mouth. It's easy to speak like a Birmingham person if you're down in the mouth. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Hopefully we'll get loads of letters. Yeah. Slagging <laughs> off my accent there. That's depressing. Yeah. They, wow, they do yeah. sound depressing. When well, I was at university, uh, it was a pretty dry subject I was doing. But we had, uh, we had Scousers, because I did my degree in Liverpool, and uh, they all sounded fun and excited. Uh, we had uh, Scots people, we had loads of Northern Irish people as well. All sounded great. You could tell the Brummies a mile off. Ooh. <laughs> contract law, don't like contract law. And it was like that all the time. You could tell them, oh, look, bloody hell, I've just won the lottery. And that's what they, that's what it's like. Every single time it's exactly like that. I've got £4.3 million. Pounds. I don't know what to do. I, don't know what, I just don't know what to buy next. It's too much, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Couldn't listen to it all day long. Yeah, people no. say they want to win the lottery and then say, no, I wouldn't know what to do with that money. It's too much. <laughs> it won't change me. <laughs> don't, you can't trust people like that. You really can't trust people. Yeah, the people who are too happy or too sad. Yeah, there's there's something going on. They want something. Or they're lying. <laughs> they're missing something in their life. There's a deeper issue. There is a deeper issue. Either there's something actually wrong or they're after something. Do you think people are born that way, though? No. Oh, I don't know. Oops. Have you ever Come met on. a child who did not have a temper tantrum? Who did not scream and shriek and cry at some point? Mm. I've, also, was, I've also met miserable was, children as well. Yeah, yeah but... Babies laugh, babies cry, we some have baby, happy, we have sad. I don't think you're right. I think you've just met the wrong babies. I think there are some babies out there. that have baby. There are very specific groups of babies. There are happy babies. There are cute babies, very few and far between. There are babies that are just basically old people already. There are the miserable ones uh, and there are the feist, uh, feisty ones as well. But I don't think you could get one that's 100% happy all the time. 
that has never had a bad afternoon. So it must be circumstantial then. They must have someone else making them so miserable. Hang on a minute. Are we entering into the nature-nurture debate here? This is, <laughs> yeah, this we is, are. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is, no, this is, <laughs> I don't think I like this kind of I don't know. level uh, of seriousness. Well, what about the other end of it where she wants to stick her hand down her throat and pull them inside out? Well, how happy can she be if she's having those kind of thoughts? Yeah, this is true. Anger I mean, management issues, yeah. maybe? I mean, just from a whingy person. I mean, really? You really want to kill them? But if she's got such a problem, if Molly's got such a problem with um, miserable people, people who whinge and whine, she is probably at the opposite end of the scale. Not quite to the everything's brilliant all the time sort of person. So you know, the she's happy. hippie look about people. So she's the happy hyper medium. happy. No, no, she's not happy medium. I'm saying she's just below that level. She's just below that surface. Because to notice this many miserable people, she'd have to be kind of happy all the time and just notice that they're so, they're so different from her. I'd imagine she's probably talking about one person in particular. And Joe Pasquale. Well, maybe not Joe, but someone... <laughs> Who she knows personally. That, I think, yeah, I think there is a specific yeah, a person. whinger. Uh, everybody yeah. knows a whinger. It's, you know what, it's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, I like a good argument at the best of times. And if something's really annoying me, getting on my nerves, then uh, I can, I, I think about it all the time. And I can bleat on about it for hours. You ask anybody who knows me, I'm terrible. Yeah, I just... I really can. If there's on. something wrong at work, I'm like, a, I'm like a dog with a bone and I won't let it go. And on, and on. <laughs> I like getting lost in the countryside. I was angry about that. Mm, mm. So I noticed. But if you have a reason to be angry about something specific. Don't just drop that in there about us getting lost in the countryside. That sends out a very wrong message. You've moved house and I couldn't find your house. It's as simple as that. Don't, su don't suggest it's something else on my podcast. Yeah, and then the next thing was, uh, it was Facebook got blamed because the Facebook message I sent you, you couldn't get signal because we were in the countryside. You drove past my house, Jess. Drove past it. Did it was... you not have a set now? Yes, yes, you did. And they took me to the next door's house. <laughs> Next door, imagine. How frustrating. Oh, next door. Oh, yes. no. You think if somebody's coming to your house when you've never even met, uh, never invited them to your house before in this new place, you think you'd, you'd stand out? No, there isn't. There isn't, is there? No, not No, yet. there we go, then. There we go. So, uh, it wasn't okay, my so fault. Okay, so you knock on the door, they say no. She exactly. Lives next she lives next door. If you knock on the door, they might have a massive dog in the yard for all There's I know. There's a massive I dog get... here. That, yes, but that, that dog's as soft as shit. This dog in the dogs in the countryside, they're animals. And I mean that in the most graphic and literal sense of the word. They are animals. They'll have you. They're there to Guarding so, sheep, the guarding cows. They don't if, anybody have steps, if anybody steps onto the farmland, they'll go for your throat. You so, don't get out of your car in the countryside. Are you mad? So they don't have elbows. <laughs> no, they just uh, they just kick you with the with the knees. I'm more afraid of drunken farmers, to be honest. That's another. Yeah, that was, you know, that's the problem. Definitely, it, definitely I'm not sure you're going to be invited back because I'm not sure how well you're doing at the moment. But uh, that's a problem that you might <laughs> want to send in at another point. In that uh, you have got a, a drunken farmer story, which you might well go to another day. Uh, right. So um, where are we? Uh, she... So there, there is, I think, there is a specific person that that is whinging all the time about everything. Do we need to know who this person is? No. No. Because oh, it's just come on. that could be brilliant. It's probably you. I don't know Molly. I, um, I don't know. I get these. These all come to me completely anonymously. I've got her email address here. Yeah, I think it's probably one person, and this one person gets on her nerves, which makes all you, the time. Which makes it a very simple problem. You just cut that person out of your life. What if, if she you, works with them or something? You'd nod and smile works a lot. No. All day long, every day. You just get a bobblehead. <laughs> Hold it up, yeah. All right. Bobblehead, yeah, not and smile, not. Why are people negative? Do you think people are positively negative in that they are so miserable and so unhappy because they enjoy having something to whinge about? Because I, I, I'll be straight up and honest, I enjoy having something to whinge about. I enjoy something going wrong so I can have a right kind of rant about it. 
There's a good rant, but I think people who are perpetually miserable have something wrong and want everybody else to be miserable too. They're trying to pull you down to their level. Yeah. Rather than, say, rather than being I'm, ambitious enough to get out of the, the I'm, trough. I'm having a crappy day, so you will too. And the next day is crappy, and so... Um, so, yes, uh, it could be. It could be that they're trying to equalise everybody else uh, by being miserable. Now, you said you hated the happy people. Why do the happy people annoy you, Emma? I'm just th- saying that both ends of the scale is unnatural. That no one is happy all the time, and nobody... Joe Pasquale? He can't be happy with a voice like that. But do you think... <laughs> but <laughs> what it sort of suggests he's all happy and chirpy all the time. Well, that's his job. He's probably miserable at home. You say he goes home and beats the wife or something yeah, like probably. that? Right. Yeah, probably. I, I can you imagine that? Imagine that scene. Imagine, that scene. imagine the noise. You will not do that again! <laughs> it's, gonna be com- it's comedy all over it. It shouldn't Fair be, neighbors. but it is. Imagine the neighbours. <laughs> funny. Wrong, but funny. <laughs> no, I think the, the, the smiley, happy, have a nice day people are, are equally as irritable. That's all I was saying. So They're hiding something. They Both ends of the spectrum are hiding something. Yeah. The I think the, the miserable people have a miserable life and want to bring everybody down. Yeah. The happy people also have, have a miserable life, life yeah. and are avoiding that mm-hmm. and refuse to you know deal with the fact that something might be crappy in their own lives. So they're just going to fake it and put on the happy, happy, smiley face. Okay, I'm going to give you a room. And in that room, there is a perpetually happy person and a perpetually miserable person. Which one is most likely to commit murder? The happy, happy one. one. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. I knew you were going to say that as well. So yeah, the happy, happy one. Yeah, because there's something not right. I mean, I can understand miser- misery yeah. and just... Yeah, Because most people grouchy. have reasons to be miserable. Yeah. Getting lost in the countryside while picking somebody up because they haven't given any adequate directions. Oh. Just a, just as a, off the top of my head, as a, as a he, thought. Yeah, I mean, that's... Do you know what he said? He said he's never going back there again. Does How are you he, getting home? That? I don't know. Well, once she's done the podcast, I don't need her anymore. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't I mean, care. I guess I have the spare room, but, you know... Oh dear. Because we're not driving. <laughs> you've, just, you've just ruined the whole thing that we're in a surgery now. Now they think we're in your front room. <laughs> that's why the dog's on your lap. You've wrecked that now. I'm going to have to edit that out now. What are you doing? You're not swearing. Turn getting, up. You're not swearing or getting drunk. You're just wrecking the whole uh, visual imagery that I've built up around this. The happy people then are not the ones to be trusted. They're the people that we think are most likely to kill you. The miserable people, they'll just try and bore you to death. They need you. That's the point. The miserable miserable people, they need someone to sound off. So they yeah. need you. So they, they won't kill you. Whereas the happy people, they don't, they're not bothered. They're happy in their own company. So they can kill you and you don't. It doesn't matter anymore. See, I think she needs to be the happy person to the miserable person. Try and counterbalance counter, uh, it all. Yeah, because if you've got m- miserable, whinging, moaning, whining person, and all they get in response is, that's nice, that's fantastic, <laughs> they're going to give up and stop whinging at you. I don't think they do. These people don't know, they don't give up, unless you can out-miserable them, which is always good for well, them. Well, but see, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this kind of, you know, kind of aggressive tendency. So mm-hmm. it might serve Molly well to be the happy person. Oh, I see. Whereas as a miserable person, she so might just get more and more angry it, and actually come, uh, yeah, come we, to physical violence. We don't want the hand down the throat and ripping somebody to inside out. <laughs> or she could content herself in knowing that she's safe with a miserable person because the happy person's going to kill her. This is true. So, so either be, she, could, she could have the better... Be content yeah. that at least she's not on the chopping block. Yeah, lesser she, of two evils. She could, yeah. let, she could let the miss... Um, I'm going to say miss miserable bastard... Uh, she could let Miss Miserable Bastard listen to this podcast, hear the uh, our theory on murder, mm-hmm. and then Miserable Person will see Molly being extremely happy and start to fear for her life. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so Molly's got to be happy mm-hmm. and make this person listen to the podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I think it's probably probably a winner. We haven't covered the bit the the excessive violence of uh, hands down throats. Are we just going to? 
Are we just going to gloss over that? Yeah, not so important. As long as she's the happy person, that's fine. That's fair enough. Then yeah. uh, I think that's problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> if I'm absolutely honest with you, I think we've been pretty shocking at handing out um, usable advice so far. I know normally we brag that we're brilliant. Uh, this time, I think we've been a bit, a little bit ropey. We've got one more chance to redeem ourselves and to solve a problem. And this problem is from Alex. Over to you, Emma. <coughs> is it you? Yeah. I'll get it wrong again. So who's not good at doing anything tonight? Yeah. <laughs> who's swearing like a sailor tonight? That bit will get edited out. <laughs> Right, over to you, Jess. Tell us about Alex. Right. Dear Dan. Hey, he got the name right. I like it. I like it. We it's like off, it. It's like a good it. start already. Yep. I'm 15, and I'm at a middle-class private school in South-ish England. I'm just going to interrupt there. It always confuses me which is public, which is private, because the public school sounds like it would be uh, a nice, um, everybody-can-go-to school, whereas the private school sounds different. I don't know. What's the difference between a public and private school? Public's posh. But, well, no, I think private here is posh, posh, as well, posh isn't now. It? Public school in England is posh. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he means. I think it is a fee-paying... okay. Yeah. So where does public school come in? That's a private school. Like... It's too much Americanisms coming in. Is that what it... Oh, yeah, it's rich coming from you. Because a public school in the States is just your generic local... Comprehensive. Yeah, just go to school. Whereas uh -huh. private school you have to pay for. So we're saying he's uh, from a loaded family? Yeah. Okay. Basically. My problem is popularity, or lack of... I hang out with an average group of friends, and none of us really get any attention from either the popular people in our year or the opposite sex. I'm a boy. We know you're Alex. No, that could be Alex. Oh, that's true. You know, you never really know that. But Alex now is a boy. Okay. I've never really been the center of attention, usually just the guy who stands on the sidelines watching. What I want to know is how to get more popular in a positive way. I've been told by a girl that I'm an 8 out of 10, and a 7 out of 10 by another. I don't think they were joking because I've known them for ages. So I don't think that the problem is that people are repulsed by me. By the way, I'm not one of those annoying people who is obsessed with popularity, but it would be nice to be noticed a bit more. And I'm also not tragically unpopular like Napoleon Dynamite or someone like that. Thanks. Loving the podcasts. Alex. Well, you're off to a good start there, Alex, by complimenting... First of all, getting my name right, and then complimenting the podcast, yeah, so we like Alex already. Yeah, Alex, we, we like Alex. Alex is lovely. Uh, we'll go out to start. We've done the school bit. Uh, they're at a posh school, so that's going to make you unpopular with various different people to start with. So you're off yeah. to... He's, he's, on a, he's on a sticky wicket to begin with. Right, uh, he hangs out with an average group of friends. Now, I'm not. I'm no expert in 15-year-old boys and their popularity or lack thereof and things like that. But calling your friends average is probably not the best way to go about making friends. Do you want to be my friend? You look pretty average. I think what he means is they're not really popular and they're not really unpopular somewhere. But I think that's the point. Is yeah, you know, yeah, but calling your friends, think... calling your friends out. If somebody described me as being average, I'd be pretty pissed off. He about means that. they're not nerds. They're not geeks. They're they're pretty normal. How do we know? They're average to him. He could be a complete and not a nerd bag. He could be. Well, he must be if he's threatening to you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, I was going to come to that later. I think you've stolen me thunder <laughs> on that one. <laughs> well, uh, see, what I'm, I'm looking at is, so he's got an average group of friends. Which is offensive. Which could be offensive. It is offensive. It just means he's not going to stick out one way or the other. But is the f group of friends both boys and girls? Probably not. Boys Probably. and girls at 15 don't hang around. Yeah. 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 They're either fingering yeah. each other or they're fighting. It's one or the other. You can't have both. You're either fingering or fighting. There's no two ways about it. I don't know. I had guy friends when I was 15. <laughs> Instead, oh. you're, going, you're leading me down a line I don't want to go there uh, no anyway. boyfriends just got guy friends I was only 15 
Okay then, right. So who are the popular people at school? Let's start, let's start by identifying who the popular people are. And are they really popular? Uh, Emma, who are, the well, who are the popular people? Were you one of the popular people at your school? No, definitely not. Why? Um, I think popular people at that age are quite loud and in your face and they do everything. They, they, they go out every weekend. They, do, they, they just step over the line to st make themselves stand out. So he's probably a little bit shy. He's just not ready to make that move. And it makes him feel a wee bit awkward. He's 15. Yeah. I think 15 is probably one of the most horrible ages to be. Yeah. At 15, the most popular people at my school were the ones who had loads of money. Yeah. I'll be, as, I'll be as straightforward as that. My family, we weren't poor, but we weren't exactly loaded or anything like that. I couldn't afford... I used to get the hair cut at home. The hairdresser came to our house, which is always slightly embarrassing because... I didn't get used. You know the uh, clippers that they, they do that with the back of your hair. Like that. Um, <laughs> it sounded like chewy. <laughs> um, they, they use the clippers on your hair. They uh, still the, the lady was coming around and snipping my hair with the scissors. My hair looked like a mushroom. Uh, I was actually called for. I've never really had a nickname, but my nickname at school by one of the bullies called Nick, who's since tried to befriend me on Facebook. Right? Really? I think I didn't like you at school. There's no. Did effort. you tell and, him to start off? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, I just uh, I just ignored him. Oh, okay. He's gone away. He didn't want. I didn't want to be a friend at school. I don't want to be his friend now. Uh, but uh, he used to bully me, and uh, because of things like that, he used to call me. Um, was it was it Mophead? Yeah, Mophead. Mophead. Yeah, mm. which is it's not that bad really. No. At the time, it crucified me, but Mophead. Yeah. Mophead now bad. No, 15, not not good, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have the right trainers, or, yeah, if, yeah. Or, or if you had a really crap coat, everyone at school was wear, wearing Cabrini coats and Capri, I think they were called, Capri, something like that. Anyway, there was sort of ski jackets, faux ski jackets that people wouldn't protect you from any kind of snow ever. But they were the ones that people were wearing when I was uh, 14, 15. And I used to, I had a macro special, just basically red, it was rubbish. I stuffed it down a rabbit hole once uh, to try and smoke out some rabbits. That's how much I cared for this girl. Yeah. So we didn't have uniforms. So the no, we didn't. The popular people were the ones with the fashionable clothes and the, the pretty girls with all the makeup and the sh short skirts that kept getting shorter. And Yeah, do you think popularity is about looks at that age? Absolutely. Yeah. It still is now. Yeah. It is still is now. Look at celebrity culture. You don't get many ugly people doing well for themselves. It was it was rare to have somebody who was not attractive to be in the popular group. Well, you see, you're from America, <coughs> Jess. And yes. That itself leads me to a number of questions because we see all the high school musicals and uh, mm. all the high school uh, teen films and things like that and it's always the cheerleaders and then the jocks. Is it that way around? Is it, does it actually happen as we see it on our, on our televisions and our films? Well, they leave out the ugly people, usually. <laughs> but in, in terms of the cliques and the groups, yes, the cheerleaders and the jocks and the band geeks and the drama nerds and yeah, they're all there. I don't um, think it's like that here though. It's not, it's, as, it's not as defined. Oh, it's... Maybe, maybe it's just different groups. Maybe it's just the you've got the druggies, the alkies. We had those too. <laughs> yeah, we had, you know the brainiacs. So we need to know which group Alex is in. Is he clever, or is he pretty, or is he what? Yeah, and that's the hard part. I cause... think that's his problem. He doesn't know. He can't define himself yet. He doesn't know where he fits. Well, in. he does say he's always on the sidelines, and you yeah. can't really be popular and part of anything if you don't yeah. do the things. He's lazy then. Maybe. So we're saying Alex is lazy, can't be asked to go and make the effort with these people. Yeah, he can't define himself, so what can he do to make himself stand out? Well, in America, don't they go out and just uh, take out a gun and start shooting people? Yes, sometimes. That does But happen. it doesn't usually end up well. No, no, no generally you not. You don't tend to be I don't think it popular. makes you popular, no. no. In fact, in the newspapers today, there was a story from Germany. Uh, was it Germany? Yeah, I think Germany. And a, a fella, <laughs> he, I shouldn't laugh really, he, uh, he wanted to be famous and he couldn't find anything that he was good at. So he shot his brother with a, with a, a crossbow. 
and they got himself just to get himself in the local paper. Isn't that brilliant? What, what kind of what must go through your mind to think? Well, I can't sing, I can't dance. Uh, I'm definitely no De Niro, uh, but I have got a crossbow. Alex, stay away from the crossbow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> step away from firearms or any other kind of trajectory weapons. Yeah, yeah, the, the weaponry bad, bad idea. Cricket yeah. bats are all right though. And I don't know, he doesn't play sports. I'm guessing. But it doesn't matter if you're at a posh school in southern-ish England, uh, then you are going to have access to cricket bats and maybe lacrosse sticks. Yeah, true. Give but does he play sports? Doesn't matter. You don't need to play sports no, I know, to hit just... people with the instruments. I think it's a. It's, I don't think there's a fine line there. I think as long as you can lay your hands on a blunt instrument, you can then use it. But sports. No, in, in, in terms of the popularity, I mean, does he? Well, it depends who he hits, I suppose. Well, yeah, no, but always you hit, know, always. if he hits someone that everybody hits, he's gonna be really popular. Always hit someone smaller than you, because if you don't, if you don't knock them out in the first hit, then they're gonna come back and get you. So I always go for somebody weaker than you. That's my advice. That's really good advice. Well, yes, which, like in that. your case, is pretty much everyone. Well, no, because although I've always been tall, I've, 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 believe it or not, despite my rants and, and rages that I have, uh, I, I've actually I'm quite a nice personality, and I generally didn't get in fights at school because I, I by the time I realised that an opportunity to have a good old scrap was there, it passed me by, and I was busy going. Hang on a minute, he just bullied me. And it's too late then. And then it's a perpetual cycle yeah. where I just began to expect. So I can't really find anyone smaller than me. <laughs> well, I've, have, you, have you met Emma? <laughs> You've met Emma tonight. She's a little midget as well. I'm wearing heels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to hit you with a cricket bat, though. So, yeah, I'm, uh, there's, one, there's one potential thing there. It's find somebody smaller than you and give them a good smacking. And then everybody else will talk about that. And, and then even if you're not necessarily more, definitely more popular... Then you might be more I think fe- should... more feared, and fear is as good as popularity in my book. Well, that's true, but I think you should hit someone that everyone hates, and then that would make him popular. If he hits a good guy, he's not going to be popular. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people like to see the good guys brought down a peg or two. If you go, if you get like the the captain of the football team, everyone pretends to like them. I think there's. But if you give them a right good smacking around the head, then uh, people are going to be like, hey. he got what was coming to him. One of them. Yeah, the, the egotistical. Yeah, popular yeah. people yeah. smack them. Yeah. Just basically, you just hit everybody and eventually you'll get the right one. I'm coming back yeah, to that. I'm going back yeah. to the, the firearms again, aren't I? Play, uh, you can always play pranks on the teachers and the headmasters and stuff. That's, this isn't say by the bell, you know. But it works. You'd be screech, wouldn't you? You'd definitely no, be screech. No, oh God, no, please. <laughs> so what type of, he plays for Everton now, I didn't did you know? The hair <laughs> Jess, what type of guy did you fancy at 15? I didn't like guys. Guys were just immature idiots at 15. They still are. I'm 37 and I'm still like that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still I can't be a good knob gag. Yeah, but if he wants to raise his profile from 7 and 8 out of 10 up until 9, so what should he do? Well, let's come back, let's come to that bit now. It says he wants to know how to get more popular. Uh, I'm not so sure that he should. Because if, if he does wait, he, it will happen. Yeah. It happened to me because at school, as I say, I was a weird looking kid. Uh, I was uh, a little, I was very very shy. Still am really. It doesn't doesn't quite show really? through. Uh, I was so I was a very very shy, uh, weird looking kid, and uh, the girls did not like me at all. No no one in my school fancied me at all. I went off to university and uh, a bit more interest. And afterwards um, came back having left school and started a job and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, all the girls that were really really pretty at school and they were the like the, the hot chicks. Uh, they'd all gone to rack and ruin. They yeah, were absolutely, so exactly. they were that's absolutely yeah, thrutching. They were yeah. disgusting. And then yeah. I came back. I'm not saying I was particularly handsome, but I hadn't degraded as much as they had. So all of a sudden, they were wanting to go out with me, and I was like, "Oh, really? No, no. It's only uh, rose-coloured glasses looking back in history that would make me even want to take you outside of the nightclub just for five minutes." That is so true. And I think that's really good advice for Alex. That um, when I look back at the 15, 16-year-old boys that I knew, 
and look at them now, they're absolutely rank. <laughs> they really are. The most well, the popular the, ones. There must be at least. Yeah, the most really popular It was ones. like the unpopular, the nerdy, the geeky ones. They those, blossomed. They those blossomed. are the ones that you're like now. You're going, yeah, well, yeah. you know, ugly duckling scenario. And rich, quite yeah. often. But the, uh, Never the, underestimate rich. That's true. But there's also the. You, does he want to be popular with the boys or popular with the girls? I think it's girls. Because if you want to be popular with the fifteen-year-old girls, you just gotta let it go. What do you mean, let it go? Just let it hang out, go to school naked. If it's not happening, no, it's not going to happen. No, just not bother to try because mm-hmm. those are not the people that you want. Well, they, they would be, be, they'd be you know, the not 19, the 20 year olds ones. with the cars and things. Those are the ones that are going to degrade in the next five years. Yeah, he should pick out a really ugly one and concentrate on <laughs> her. Because not too ugly. Oh, no, some of the ugly ones, they remain ugly. Oh, I've seen this happen before. He, he, well, no, no, he needs to find the girl that's in the same situation that he is. On the sidelines. What, masturbate, not... masturbating every night? <laughs> do girls do that? That's what, 50, that's what 50 year old boys do. If, if you want to find somebody in the same position, it's usually slightly fetal in bed with a sock in your left hand. Speaking I, from experience. I wouldn't know about the socks, personally. Um, but, you know, I think he, he needs to find the girl who's just as unpopular. He doesn't say girl. You say that. You, you but say... I asked you and you said girl. I didn't say it. You said girls. Yeah, he said that he asked two girls and they said he was yes. seven or eight. What he actually says was he wants to know how to get more popular uh, and then goes on to say that two girls have rated him an eight out of ten uh, and seven out of ten. Uh, Quick uh, tip on the uh, on the ratings there. If a girl's rated you an eight out of ten and uh, the other one's rated you a seven out of ten, get, don't even speak to the seven out of ten. Stick, stick to the eight out of ten. Y- yeah. uh, even, if she, even if the seven out of ten's a lot more attractive, you're more likely to get something from the eight out of ten. Get what, though? Well, you know. <laughs> and you're 15 it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this would be so much easier go stick with his socks stick this, with would, his socks. This, this would be so much easier if Bradley was here he'd know, he'd know what stinky finger means oh <laughs> this is difficult now because Bradley's normally there to back me up he understands these things I'm, I'm faced with two girls this is not on this is not going to well, happen for this our... can't happen again I, I might be dead for you <laughs> even I'm reserved tonight I've just said stinky finger Dan can't handle two girls. From Alex. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, not what he said earlier, is it? No, no. I think from Alex's point of view, though, he does want a girl's opinion. So I think we're yeah, I probably, th- probably more qualified. Is. Yeah, you know what? I think popularity when you're fifteen is incredibly overrated. Yeah, it's never gonna last. No. Oh no! Surely. Do you know anyone who's popular at fifteen who's really popular now? Yes. Who? Scott. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> That was the made-up name right there. No, he's my best friend. He was one of the cool dudes. And is he still cool? Yeah. Does he get all the hot chicks? He's got a hot chick, and he's been with. Okay, so that's one. Um, Anyone else? (laughs) One out of the. You've got what you've got. You've got to take into account where I went to school. There wasn't. There weren't many hot people. There weren't many. So uh, there was even even the the level of popularity was still below average. There was one popular. popular. 15 year old boy in yeah. your school um, there's probably a couple more but and I think they are still popular I don't think that, I don't think it's popularity wins unless unless I'm looking in the wrong places because I uh, possibly wasn't looking for the um, same popularity that Alex made you were too busy with yeah. your sock and your fatal position <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, we'll just leave like, 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 like Dan time to get him get out get out I'm busy <laughs> I'm being popular either that or just lay really still as if you were, you were just asleep the whole time with your, with your elbow poking up. Forget it, let's move on. Stop talking about socks. Check, checking for ticks was the best excuse oh, either. There's a story I want to tell you there, but I really can't. Uh. <laughs> right, we'll move on. Right, okay. Uh, so, uh, it's been rated 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10, and he doesn't think they were joking. Were, you are ladies, you were 15 years old, and some you rated the boys and that. 
for the girls to actually tell him that he's now outside. Really? And not do anything about it, because the girls have clearly gone up to him and he said, well, either he's had the arrogance to say, hello ladies, out of ten, what would you give me? Like that, which is never going to be, it's never a good start, it's not going to get a good answer. So I'm presuming they just walked up and told him, because he has got a good answer. He's got an eight out of ten, a seven out of ten, which is good by anybody's record. He's doing record. pretty well. It was probably one of those stupid Facebook things, like like for likes and like for a comment. I don't even understand any yeah, of that. I think that's probably, see we didn't have that, thank God. Are 15 year olds allowed on Facebook? Yeah, well, I'm not so sure that they should be. Well, they are on it. Yeah, thirteen. But if a girl was to tell me that I was a eight out of ten or a seven out of ten, I wouldn't believe them. Immediately, wouldn't believe me. I, mean, I would immediately be suspicious. Always, always. In fact, it did happen to me. Uh, I was a, uh, I was in the bath one night and uh, you're always in the bath. I'm always you're, in the bath. You are always I, in the bath. I, I love my bath. But there's a knock on the door. Mum said the phone was there, so she passed the phone through and I grabbed the phone, chatting on the phone while I was in the bath, cordless, you know. <laughs> this was 1986. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And uh, chatting away, and it was a girl that I fancied at school on the phone and she was uh, about 15 doors up on, the, on my street in another girl's house and the three of them all of them quite pretty girls and uh, they said we're having a party do you want to come I was like brilliant yeah who else is there they went just us three and I went oh that sounds alright not thinking in my head I mean now if someone said that I'd be going oh here we go three good looking girls but no at the time I was like oh that sounds quite nice and off I went plodded up the street and it was just those three and uh, they perceived... You were completely out of your depth. I was completely naive. I was terrified for a start. Absolutely terrified. Uh, and there was a, a, a few items of their clothing went away. And they were taking great pleasure in watching me be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were rubbing... They were, they were, yeah. one, one or maybe two of them in particular were rubbing against me. So I was 15. Rubbing against me. And, uh, and I kind of thought, this isn't normal there's something going on here and what was actually going on was they were telling me they quite liked me and I was just going they're taking the piss there's a camera in here somewhere and I'm looking around and uh, I basically did nothing for it and so you could have gotten lucky and you didn't yeah completely that's exactly what it was and afterwards I got home it's one of those moments you go and you get into bed and you go after you've done the fetal position sock number and you go oh shit <laughs> I could have got laid there and it didn't happen because I, just because I refused to believe that anybody was actually interested and I was just totally naive. And they, the worst thing about it was those three who were quite hot, they refused to speak to me after that because I'd spurned them. Oh, <laughs> so I, was, yeah, I went from yeah. unpopular to incredibly popular in one night and then right back down to completely the most unpopular person in the world again because I'd, in their mind I'd laughed at them because they'd come on to me and taken their clothes off and rubbed up against me in a private house with nobody else around and I basically knocked them all back in one go. I'll never, ever wow. get over that. I'll never get over that. And you that. just admitted this. I can edit that bit out. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is is Alex here needs to go hunt up Miss 8 out of 10. Yeah, definitely. Or yeah. If, 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 if he thinks he's going to get a bit a bit more action at 7 out of 10, so it's well, a bit lower. Yeah, you know, but or both, you know. You don't have to commit. Well, you yeah, say both. I mean, it's not about committing. Maybe he could commit to both at once. You know, now, that would make you popular. That would make him as a girl, popular. That wouldn't make you necessarily as popular but as a boy, you would be king of men for a day. At yeah. least a day. Maybe at you should least. just make stuff up. In fact, there was, a girl, there was a girl at school who did get a rumour she... about that, but she was known as Kit Kat for a while. I'll explain mm. later why that was. Yeah, I know what that means. Um... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I just <laughs> got that on. <laughs> I'm right. quick tonight. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, this is... So are, are we saying that the 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 are true reflections? The girls weren't taking the piss there? I don't think they'd be taking the piss. I think that's yeah, pretty good. No, I, I think that, you know, if he's known them for a while and they're rating him well that they, you know there's 
he's missing something. I'm suspicious there. as to why they're rating him. I think they might be having a bit of a laugh at poor Alex's expense. Yeah, but I think he might be quite. You could have been late, and he missed that opportunity. Yeah, so, so we won't yeah. listen to you on this one. <laughs> You're Plus, just... fifteen-year-old girls are a lot smarter than fifteen-year-old boys. Yeah, I don't believe that's true. They are oh, way yeah. smarter. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. want to go out with uh, uh, Wayne in his Ford Capri. Oh, he was. You... He might have been four years older and had a driving license and a car, but. Well, it is all about the it was car. Still a, it was still a bad choice. It was still an ugly minger. It's still... No, that that was the car. You don't sleep with a car. <laughs> well, some people do. And that's a whole different problem. <laughs> Send that one in to danlifecoach at gmail.com. <laughs> Alex, we don't know what you look like. Uh, not, well, uh, not that at our age we should be rating you on your attractiveness anyway. Uh, but we're, I think I think I'm being outvoted here. I'm saying that you were probably quite ugly and they were taking the mick. But the two ladies here have been quite kind to you and they're saying you're probably an attractive lad. And it's probably a, a yeah. true reflection. I think that if the situation is how it is, he needs to go for the girls that mm. that think he's attractive. See if there's anything there. It's a slow burner, you know, and and yeah. rest assured that it'll all work out in the end. Yeah, it could do. Yeah, I think he's going in the right direction if he's already picked at eight and he's only fifteen. That's tr- that's, that's not going. too bad. I do like the way he play. He downplays the catch all though when he says. Uh, it doesn't think that the problem is that people are repulsed by him. It's always a good thing to have in the back pocket, isn't it? It's always At nice least I'm not to... repulsive. <laughs> yeah, that's always nice. It's a good bit of self- work on the self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does say, by the way, I'm not one of those annoying people who is obsessed by popularity. Um, mm. But it would be nice to be noticed a bit more. Well, he's been noticed. Seven, eight out of ten. He's just not He's not opening his eyes. Why is up? It's like, he is, he is me, Alex is me. He's, the people are interested, the people are showing him uh, attention, they're rating him seven. I used to dream of being rated a seven out of 10 or an eight out of 10. Here he is, he's writing into me about it now, so he's showing off about it there, but then saying I'm not obsessed with popularity. No. I hate you, Alex, now. <laughs> you're me, you're me, but you're getting what I wanted and you're noticing it as well, selfish. I think Alex needs to wise up, <laughs> ignore the I was waiting for that. popular people. And go for the girls who think he's a hottie. So don't punch above his weight then? No, don't punch above your weight. Don't worry about no, it. Always go. I've got a friend who will only ever go with the uh, the drunk ugly girl at the end of the night. Because <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yes, exactly. He does. And he, 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 it's not just an accident because he's a good looking lad. It's not an accident. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, He's but, a wise, wise man. But I mean, if these are, are reasonable girls, he needs to go for them. Ignore the popular people and get on with it. Have, a, have a good it's, time it's at his experience. level. Yeah. Experience is experience. Good or bad, you learn something from it. How damaging is it if anyone was to hear that Alex has uh, written down his tales of woe and sent them into a, an internet life coach? He's ballsy. That's not ballsy. No, that's ballsy. Do you think so? Yeah. To stand up and go, I got a problem, I got a question. At 15? But it might be. I mean, we're presuming Alex is his real name. Uh, it's put a kiss at the end as well, which is quite nice. Oh, um, I think that's for me. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, uh, we've, got whole, we've got to backtrack on everything we've just said. Yeah. No, that's definitely for me. So, uh, um, uh, so Alex, he's not, he's, not, he's not obsessed by popularity, but would like to be noticed a bit more. Uh, I think you probably are already, kid, to yeah. be honest with you. It's really nothing to worry about. Yeah, it might that? seem like a long time, but when you're 25, you'll look back and you'll think, you'll, you'll laugh. Not like me. Uh, and but that night. And you'll say, thank God I'm not 15 anymore. <laughs> and if all else fails, get the sock back out. <laughs> there we go. All and else fails, get, get the, the sock, sock back out. That is problem solved. <laughs> problem Hello? Solved. <laughs> problem solved. I'll <laughs> oh, forget it. <laughs> we ran through this before. We explained how crap Bradley was at this. <laughs> And here we go again. We were pointing at you. That's what you it's said. very simple. We can't do it the same way every time. I say time. problem solved. I point at you. You say problem solved. <laughs> Jess says it. We hit the bell. Shall we do it again? <laughs> yeah, do it again. No. No, I've had enough. I've had enough. 
I've spent the all night in this room with you. I'm well now. I want to go home. Forget it. I think we've solved everybody's problems there, one way or another. Uh, Alex has definitely got the better of that. Yeah, I think so. I think that. I think yeah. Right, so now we come to the point in the in the show where we have to decide who to give our wonderfully and generously donated T-shirt from www.kinknut.com. And the T-shirt, if you go on the, if you're on an iPod or something like that, then you can have a good listen uh, and you can look at the image as well. I'll be putting up a T-shirt, uh, a picture of the T-shirt that you can win. And the T-shirt goes to the best problem of the night. Now, the best problem is decided by us. Yes. Very nice. Very important role for us here. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to go along to kinknut.com and have a look around his t-shirts, some fantastic uh, t-shirts and other bits of clothing that are fit for a king, which is nice. Uh, but our t-shirt is uh, an exclusive design. It says, according to Dan, I'm not a mad knut. So who's going to win it tonight? It's very important. Um, it Jess, is very important. So Jess, who do you think? Well, let's have a look. First problem. Our, our contestants here. Our first problem was uh, Mr. Danny Boy and Co. This is uh, Vinny, who's on about uh, his push bikes. It's freaking bikes. Yeah, you know. There's not really a lot you can do about that, is there? Yeah, we can't... Like, we not can't gonna go away. We can't fix bike legislation between us three. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, so hopefully yeah. give him some ideas. The whispering was good. I like the whispering. And then we have Molly. Okay, and to remind and us just, about Molly. Molly's just slightly passive-aggressive with moany people, which I think we all can relate to, but... Yeah, yeah, and she's gonna turn psycho and just kill yeah. everyone by being happy all the yeah, time. Yeah, she just needs to be. So she's sort of. We need to be happy, but you know, Alex. Alex was my favorite problem in that we actually gave him a solution. Alex got which not is wait, only do nothing, <laughs> which you might if it was a course of action that means taking no action. That's always my favorite. Just, just for the the slightly painful, if 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 not hilarious trip down memory lane. What to, do you mean? To to being fifteen again. I think Alex wins. He has to use his t-shirt very carefully, though, if he gets it. Yeah. Yes, first of all, before you move on, I know where you're going with that one. Before you do that, uh, he is only 15, and there is an allusion to a swear word on the... I'm going to suggest that we don't pick out Alex. I'm going to suggest we pick somebody else, maybe Molly, because Alex is 15 years old, and I don't know if, if I'm allowed to send her a t-shirt that almost... Well, it does say knut on it. That's not a swear word. No, but you know what it means. You know what it, you know it's, what well, it means. Well, he, he like. did write in to... To you, so... Imagine if his mum comes after me because I've sent him what is, could be deemed to be an offensive T-shirt. So she I'm going to... Just, just I, let him wear it. It's a, it's, it's a three-way vote. I'm going to suggest sure we give it to Molly. I'm sure he could find other uses for it if he's not allowed to wear it. <laughs> if you I'm ask... sure he could wear it at home. He's I'm not sure. allowed to use it for those uses, but he can wear it at home. <laughs> can we send him a pair of socks to make sure that he doesn't use the yes. Dan Life Coach T-shirt yes. as, as his fabric friend? Yes. Yeah. He can get the T-shirt... And a pair of socks. Plus, if he wears the t-shirt, he was gonna, he's going to be really popular. Do you reckon? Yeah. Not if think... it's got spunk stains all over it. That's what the socks are for. <laughs> That's what the socks... We're not sending him some socks. I think I am made of money. Hey, tell you <laughs> what. What we'll do is we'll send you, uh, Alex a t-shirt then. Um, against my better judgment, I don't think you deserve it. But uh, Alex can have the t-shirt. But uh, we also need some kind of um, written promise that you will only wear... Only use the t-shirt for ordinary human wearing. Yes. Not for wiping yourself. No. To it's... increase his popularity. Yeah. Be worn on the body as a t-shirt is meant to be worn, and that's it. Okay. Right, so Alex is going to get a t-shirt. Congratulations to you. I don't think you deserve it, but you can uh, blame or thank the two ladies, Emma and Jess, for that. If you want to get in touch with the show, because we, I think you'll find we've proven tonight that we are incredible at sorting out other people's problems, and we take everything extremely seriously, um, and give it every ounce of... What's the, what am I looking for here? I'm reaching here, aren't I? Yeah, you're reaching. Just... Just send your problems in. Yeah, send yeah. them in. Send your problems in. Jess, do you want to give us the email address? Because you, you say it that much more professionally than me. The email address is danlifecoach at gmail.com. I repeat, 
Dan. You're not repeating it very well. You're laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> Dan Life Coach at Gmail. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica, come on. You can do this. You bastard. <laughs> come on, just get over it. Dan Life Coach at Gmail.com. Excellent. So if you want to send your problems in there, you can go to uh, the website as well. Uh, it is the Dan Life Coach section of my website, dansiren.co.uk. Uh, Emma, your website one more time. EmmaHetherington.com. And Jess, what's your website? You haven't got one. You haven't got one, have you? So, uh, let's I, I do have one, but it's... Nah, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, complete, it's completely irrelevant to... Well, unless you like whiskey. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, would you like to give your website address out? No. No. Let's leave it there, then. Uh, so, thank you very much for coming around. Thank you, everyone, for sending in their problems. Alex, uh, you've got a T-shirt. Well done. And the other two haven't. Tough, I suppose. Uh, thank you very much. We'll see you again soon. I'm guessing we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Just look on your face. <laughs> He doesn't know the answer He just lies